So I listened to an interview with you um, on a different podcast and mm -hmm. I remember you saying that, I'm, I don't know if I'm misquoting you, but you said something like that you can be like a real dick to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you're not misquoting. <laughs> I think I said, I am a dick <laughs> when I compete, <laughs> which is true. Okay. <laughs> can you um, elaborate a little bit on, on what you mean by that? Um, yeah, I think I just kind of get in my head a lot and be my own worst enemy. Um, I remember like sometimes it'll be stuff that's really specific, like about the routine and I'll just be like, oh, that looks rubbish. Or, oh, you know, this is never going to look good. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not very flexible. So I'll be like, oh, this is a bit embarrassing. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> really, you're putting that forward as elite level. Um, this podcast episode is with the amazing Rachel Britton. She is currently my coach and we're working on a routine for Polar Italy this year. And we also started training last year together, uh, I think it was September, for the World Pole Championships. So the really good thing about this interview was that um, we already have a sort of rapport as student and coach. Um, and that kind of shows because I feel like it was really easy to just delve deep and talk about things um, that are very vulnerable, really. Um, you'll notice that I laugh a lot in this episode. We're both laughing. Um, so you can see that we get on quite well. Um, and training with her has been really fun. And competitions can definitely feel very serious. So this kind of fun side of everything and laughing and like making light of things actually really helps um and we really have a lot of things in common because we talk about the negative self-talk and that really annoying voice that tells you you're not good enough and we talk about that and I feel like Rachel's had a whole journey with that she's been doing pole much longer she's been competing much longer so her journey is really interesting um so stick around for that listen to the whole conversation I think it's a really good one and I hope it also lifts your spirits when did you start pole and why what made you want to start pole um so do you want the long answer to this yeah why not that sounds good yeah let's you can always cut it if it's too long um so I was gonna start pole when I how old was I 17 yeah I was 17 because I was at a dance school in London and I remember, this is so random. Sorry, this is a really long story. I'm making it longer by going. <laughs> okay. so, I was, so I was at my dance school in London. I remember we had this assessment and I did a routine. And then afterwards in the feedback, I remember like one of the directors was like, yeah, like they said something about it not being sexy enough or something. And I was like, okay, weird. Because <laughs> I was weird like, feedback. never weird feedback but I thought oh what's sexy pole dancing sexy so I remember like me and my friend we looked up these classes in London and we were like oh we, we'll go and stop pole dancing but then we realized it was like quite a trek and like expensive so we we never really did but then I eventually like well not eventually it was like uh the next year I'd kind of moved home when that was like a whole chapter of my life where I moved to London to try and make it in like musical theatre and just then changed my mind. Um, so yeah, then I'd moved back home and well, to Nottingham. And then one of my friends at home, she we'd like spoke about it before, like, oh, I really want to do it. And then we just never did. 
Um, and then she kind of booked me on, or booked us both on as a, a birthday present for my birthday. When was it? It would have been 2012 um, that we we're going to do a beginner's course together. And that was like my, my birthday gift. So we did eventually start it kind of like, um, like two years late, no, one year, year and a half later than I originally had the idea. Yeah. Um, but it, it's kind of ironic because I never did the sexy kind of route in the end anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's funny. Um, and you mentioned musical theatre. So can we like go back a bit to that? So yeah. when, when you were younger, what was your, what did you think you would be doing at this stage in your life? Um, what did so... you want to be doing, I guess, would be better. Yeah, like I was really into musical theatre and dance. Um, so like when I finished school, um, I was not interested. I was really academic. So it's kind of like, it's not a shame because you shouldn't be in a box just because you're good at something if you don't feel passionate about it. Um, I was like, didn't want to do A-levels or uni or anything. So I just like auditioned for all different like dance schools um and then I got into um no I didn't at that point I auditioned to it for one um and I got into that and that was in Nottingham which is where I grew up so that was when I was 16 and it was like a contemporary ballet company that kind of had their own little school um where they trained up dancers so I joined that when I was 16 um but then after like six months it shut down because there was I don't really know what happened, um, but basically one of the directors, one day he just disappeared and had all the money. <laughs> so then it kind of closed down. And because I'd already started that path, um, I wanted to continue it. So I don't think my parents would have been okay with me moving to London um, if it had just been random. But because I'd kind of started that um, and then that closed down, I then ended up auditioning for all the ones kind of London and, and in the southeast kind of way um, and then ended up moving to London when I was 17 to do that. Um, which, so school had... did you, um, which schools did you audition for and which ones did you get into because it's quite young to well, I guess it's normal for a dancer to yeah. start really young isn't it but that's um, quite a big step when you're that young 16 17. Yeah so I went to uh, Millennium Performing Arts which is I think it's still in Woolwich, um, so like South London. Um, I got in, so I, I only auditioned for four and I got into two of the four. So the other one I got into was Stella Mann, which is in Bedford. Um, and my cousin ended up going there actually, she went there. Um, but then out of the two, I was kind of like, I don't know why it's relevant that my cousin went there. <laughs> and then out of the two, I just went with the one that I was more kind of like drawn to, like yeah. from the audition. Um, so yeah, I went there when I was 17. It's so random. I forget it ever happened. <laughs> yeah, I guess it probably feels like a long time ago and a different. Yeah. Sometimes like with me, if I think back to when I was 17, it feels like a completely different person. Um, yeah. Oh my God, 100%. I look back and it's almost like that's like... It, I don't know. It's it's yeah. It's like a different person. It's so strange. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so you went to dance school, and then what? So then you talked about pole. Um. In that you were at dance school. Is that right? And then you yeah, decided to do that beginners course. So a lot of people do beginners courses in pole. And I know a lot of beginners that start and then they maybe 
give up. <laughs> like yeah. I almost did that to be fair. Cause I, I was starting to do pole and then I realized how hard it was and how, um, hurt, like how much pain it caused my body, like just like, uh, in terms of skin burn and like, yeah. uh, bruising and that kind of thing. Um, but luckily I stuck at it, but I feel like it's, it's not the easiest thing when you're a complete beginner to, to kind of excel at or get to the intermediate to advanced stage. I think it's really yeah. difficult. Um, definitely like I probably wouldn't have I know that sounds awful but I probably wouldn't have carried on if it wasn't for like the social side to start with because I was going with my best friend and like we just kind of that was like our thing that we did together so that was really nice Mm -hmm. but actually to start with I was like I was the worst I was so like out of our because there was like maybe like six or eight people that started together Mm -hmm. and I just was the least good. <laughs> like I just didn't take to it as quickly as everyone else. So I was like, um, not like put off because if anything, it makes you work harder. Yeah. But I think it was a point where I was like, I'm not enjoying this to start with until yeah. I got the hang of it. And then I loved it. But yeah, I probably would have maybe. Yeah, I don't know if I would have quit because it's not really very me to kind of quit something but I don't think I don't know I don't know what would have happened but yeah I just kind of stuck and I'm I'm glad that I did stick at it yeah of course yeah now it's like when you have the hindsight of looking back at something it's you can be really grateful that you stuck at it I'm the same but um there was definitely times when I was like oh hoop is much better it's less painful Whereas now yeah. when I do hoop, I'm like, oh, this sucks. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck that. Get me a pole. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, can I swear here? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah. <laughs> you can bleep me out. <laughs> no, no, no. It's um, I have a box that I tick that says explicit content and then it's fine. Oh, okay. It's if you don't tick the box and then you upload something that they have a problem or something. Uh, they need a warning that there's yeah. some, some F words or whatever. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah whatever sorry I'll try it I'll try and it's all good um so how long have you been doing pole now because I I don't know maths I can't do maths um 2012 I started so that would have been in the summer because I had sunstroke <laughs> that's how I remember it was the summer <laughs> um yeah uh so 2012 so yeah it's now 2024 so 12 years 11 and a half yeah maybe 12 years, years. yeah wow that's cool that's amazing yeah it's gone fast <laughs> so this is really cool because I've been doing pole like uh, this would be like five and a half years so that's like you've had like much longer time and you've seen much more than me I feel like because like the pole industry has changed so much so much in that time yeah can you talk a little bit about what's changed? Because I'm kind of a newbie still, I feel like. But what was what yeah. was it like back in the day? Like back in my day, <laughs> <laughs> I do say that, and students laugh at me because I'm like, back in my day, the hardest trick was a handspring and all that. But like really, like when I started, it was kind of 50 millimeter pole. Uh, the first place I learned, it wasn't a studio; it was the function room in a pub. Um, and they just came and put the poles up and it was still awesome. Like it didn't have to be in a studio for it to be awesome, but yeah. it, we're very lucky now that we do have studios cause it's a much better environment for it. Mm-hmm. And I guess that shows like a, a lot of progress for pole because now there can be whole businesses that are built on, yeah. not that people weren't doing it back then, but it, mm. it wasn't as common to find a studio. It was maybe a class in a 
in a function room or in a leisure center or a gym yeah uh, and now it's like full-on studios um Instagram has made such a big difference I think because like before you kind of had to go to class to learn something and I do think that's still the best way to learn if it's kind of feasible in terms of like you know the cost of it and the timing and having somewhere local to you um but now I guess we've got a lot of online content not just like the platforms that are there but you know online classes um tutorials on Instagram or just you know being able to see what other people are doing and kind of trying to to screen record and break it down so (laughs) I feel like things move a lot quicker in terms of like new fix and new styles and stuff like that um because you can access all this other content Mm -hmm. uh whereas before you were kind of like there was YouTube there was stuff on YouTube um but and Instagram was there but it was kind of like pictures with (laughs) it was the time when you would just stick a filter on a picture and upload your dinner kind of Instagram it wasn't you know you your videos were limited to 15 seconds maybe Mm um so you didn't you couldn't really learn from Instagram the way you can now yeah excuse me I got frog in my throat again um it's just a morning voice I have like morning voice (laughs) yeah I was gonna I was gonna say like that's a massive change um uh do you ever use like 50 millimeter poles like um like you did back in the day but like that kind of is no longer like a thing is it really no no I can't remember the last time I saw one (laughs) when why was it so such a um bigger bigger pole like why was that and then why has it got skinnier is it just Oh, I don't know, you know, I wonder if it's because I don't, I don't know, because I've not worked as a stripper, but maybe that's mm. what it was in the strip club. I'm not, I'm not really sure. I don't want to say that because it might not be true. Yeah, um, no, but it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, or perhaps competitions, because competition polls as a standard in oh, the 45. UK anyway, 45, aren't they? Mm. But now I guess we see a lot more 40s which yeah. maybe is an influence of like Australia because I think they use skinnier poles mm. but again not been to Australia so I don't <laughs> I, maybe I'm not maybe I, I'm just guessing yeah um no. but yeah it's strange or perhaps it's this tricks now I'm really just hypothesizing <laughs> like perhaps it's because the tricks there's a lot of like strengthy stuff where you want to have like a good grip. uh skinny pole to get that grip around it mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really interesting journey of pole, the way that everything's changed slowly, slowly. And it makes me wonder what's gonna happen in the next like five to ten years. Yeah, definitely. You've spent quite a long time competing. Um, so um I wanted to just like go that way. <laughs> so um can you tell me about like your first competition, why you started competing? Um and what drew you to that? Because a lot of people don't compete. They um, just do pole and like, they're not really interested in the competition side. So what, what drew you to the competition side of pole? Um, so my first competition would have been into, like an inter-uni competition. Um, so I think it was just an extension of kind of like, we'd done showcases when I was at uni um, and then there was opportunity oh we're going to enter this competition you know as a society and compete with other unis 
who wants to do it so I was kind of like yeah that that sounds cool it wasn't kind of like oh I want to compete and mm-hmm. I don't know I didn't even really see it going beyond uni if I'm honest mm-hmm. um because I didn't think I would get into stuff because I knew that you have to send a video and it's you know the standard's pretty high mm-hmm. um so yeah that that was kind of what drew me it was almost like I'd kind of fallen into that but like I loved performing always loved performing obviously you know like I've said I've, I've kind of got the background of of doing kind of musical theater and dance um so it it was kind of I was kind of keen to to get on stage having left that part of my life behind um I was keen to kind of get back into like performing um and then I entered pole theater that was my first kind of you know proper not that the uni ones aren't proper but my first one that the format where you know you send a video you get through you go to a live final kind of thing mm-hmm. um and I'd actually entered it because um some of the other girls at the studio I trained at they were like we're gonna enter pole theater let's all enter so we all kind of signed up mm-hmm. at the stage where you kind of put your name down and submit your your money but mm-hmm. hadn't sent a video or anything mm-hmm. and then when it came to sending a video I think there was like two of us that did yeah and then the other one, unfortunately, she didn't get through. So then it was just me. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. yeah, that was my first one. Um, and it did not go well. <laughs> like, I just didn't really know anything. Like, I didn't uh, I didn't know anyone that competed. I didn't know what, like, the deal was with costumes. So <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of just made my own thing. Like, I had, like, a bad kitty set. And I just kind of stuck some some bits on it and and yeah I just didn't really I didn't really know what I was doing so (laughs) not to say that if I had known what I was doing that that I would have done any better but it it was kind of like very much just just gonna put myself out there and see what happens Mm -hmm. um and yeah I did not I didn't enjoy it (laughs) (laughs) like it didn't go well I like slipped um and yeah it it was okay but it wasn't it wasn't where I found the love for competing I I kind of drew a line under it like probably won't do that again um so yeah it was not it wasn't this like the start of an amazing journey (laughs) Mm, it's interesting isn't it because um for a lot of people like you said that could have been like I've tried competing I didn't like it didn't go in my favor kind of thing but then you competed again a lot of times so what what made you then apply to the next competition um so the next one I applied for that would have been the following year I applied again for pole theater uh but I didn't get in that time um so then what else did I apply for then I applied for uh BPSC and Yorkshire pole championships at the same time Mm-hmm. and I got into those but what made me that's the question what made me do it um I think like I finished so when I finished uni so when I did pole theater the first time I was in my final year of uni and I really thought that was kind of it I was like oh I'm probably not going to get the chance to compete again or perform again because we used to have at uni like um many showcases I think it was like actually no I think there was only like two per year but then there were other kind of events you could get involved with Mm -hmm. in competitions so it felt like we were performing a lot Mm -hmm. um and 
yeah, I guess I'd finished uni and it was about, it was the following year. I just kind of missed performing. So I thought that's, that's the way you do it. Yeah. And um, just thought I'd just kind of throw, throw some entry videos out there, see if any of, if I get through to any um and I I got through to both of them so I was like oh shit now I have to like prepare for two um <laughs> yeah. but yeah after that I like I actually um I put a lot of work into them um like I because I didn't really commit enough time either when I got into when I did pole theater that time like I think I put aside like three weeks <laughs> like yeah yeah how is that, that long. how is that gonna yeah. work um well you learn and, don't you that's the thing yeah you, you learn what works for you and what works for your body and like how long you really need that's a whole yeah kind of science isn't it like how long do you need to put together a routine yeah exactly and it's different for everyone but you kind of find your sweet spot mm-hmm. in the end uh and sometimes life gets in the way and you can't you can't do the right amount of time um but um sorry I've lost my train of thought that's okay (laughs) little notification popped up on my phone go away (laughs) (laughs) that's okay Um, you're talking so you you had more time to prepare for it because yeah 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 and I just kind of did it right that time I think I didn't have a coach or anything at that point um so I was still kind of very much on my own Mm-hmm. um but I kind of was like right I need to actually get a costume like a proper costume so you know got a proper costume thought about um kind of the judging criteria and how I could tick those boxes yeah. um and just put the time in and just you know I think it went a lot better because I was a lot more organized but had I not had that initial kind of I wouldn't even call it a failure it just didn't go to plan hmm. I wouldn't have had the feedback of yeah. kind of you need to put more into your costume you need to maybe commit more to uh the musicality and the theme and then it was all this kind of thing that I was like oh okay hmm. there is work to be done here so yeah, yeah I'd kind of learned from the initial shit experience mm-hmm. um and and had good experiences the next few times mm-hmm that's really really interesting yeah it makes sense doesn't it because how are you supposed to be an expert competing if you've never done it before everyone's gonna start everyone's gonna start maybe some people might have a coach that will kind of give them information but at the end of the day if you've never done it before you might you know the first competition you ever do uh, might not be like the best one you've ever done you know it's it's a starting point that you've just gotta that's the hard thing I think with competing is the actual the first competing experience I had I was absolutely terrified so and it went a bit wrong as well like it wasn't the best thing ever but at the same time like um I think the spin pole stopped spinning so I was like freaking I was freaking out but actually like if I would have just held like the the moves it would have been okay like if I would have just stayed in the position like you're supposed to in a competition in a competition you know rather than just being like fuck the spin pulse yeah stops, you know? like but you, you don't know no you don't you know got the experience yeah yeah like, the experience you have to build don't you and, and yeah um, it's all very well in hindsight to say all these things but you've just gotta I think just start somewhere and um if competing is your thing I really love it and hate it um <laughs> so. yeah I think that's it like you hate it so much when you do not when you're doing it 
not the whole there's time. parts yeah it's like a roller coaster isn't it there's yeah, bits there's where so you're just like oh <laughs> yeah it's like why am I doing this again <laughs> yeah. my choice like who does that yeah there's something about growth though isn't there with it so yeah you're you're learning and growing and I think also I find like um I'm learning about myself a lot and like uh, my my personality is is being tested yeah um, and my like it's um very difficult to compete and have like a massive ego I think you have to put your ego aside and do it from like the love of like creating and yeah exactly imagine like it's like what you were saying when you first started pole it was really hard and you you know I was the same we were both saying we didn't really click straight away the same with competing imagine if on both of those occasions we'd just been like oh it's not for me like you've <laughs> yeah. just kind of robbed yourself of all of these um other opportunities just yeah. by the first hurdle being like mm, no <laughs> yeah no but it's important I think to actually say that um the first competition wasn't the best because people might look at your other competitions like later on let's say like pole art UK last year was it last year that you compete or did, is it this year I did no, it last yeah year. I did it I did it yeah it was last year yeah and then like yeah. they might look at that and be like oh I bet she's always been good at competing blah 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 you know like it's easy to look at like an end product and then compare yourself to like where you yeah. are and look at someone on stage and be like oh I could never do that but actually most I think people probably could if they wanted to and wanted to put the work in I feel like yeah. there's um definitely like opportunity to get to the point that you want to get to it's just yeah and it's it's so interesting backstage like at a competition because like I remember like at elites last year like there were so many people that like that were backstage and I was like these are like the OG like my yeah. whole idols yeah and a lot of them were shitting themselves like yeah. and you're like whoa you would never you would never guess because when they come on stage they've got this persona and look so confident and they're so talented and obviously we look up to these people and we're like wow they're they're like amazing and then actually everybody's challenged no matter where you're at in your career no matter how many times you've done it mm -hmm. I mean some people that's not to say everybody some people it will just be like easy a, yeah 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 but it's not as easy as people make it look I think yeah I remember reading or listening to some podcast about this comedian who very famous comedian I can't remember who it is so sorry that's not mm. very useful but he used to always before he went on stage he'd always throw up and be like physically mm. sick and really really like scared um but then he would just like vomit into a bu bucket and then go on stage <laughs> oh every <gosh>. time <laughs> I have to find out who it is but um yeah I was like oh, oh okay so that's like uh that's a whole other level of performance anxiety. But I think that anxiety yeah. is there for most people. Maybe some people don't really notice it or, um, yeah, I've, like, I feel like it's like a common thing that- Yeah, definitely. Feel. If you didn't, like, I don't, I think if you didn't get scared, you maybe wouldn't do it that many times because it would just be like, oh, another one, another day, another comp, you know, it <laughs> yeah. just, I don't know. Like, Novelty would wear off. Yeah, a lot of the excitement of it is the fear and then the feeling after the fear when you've yeah. done it and you're like, 
that was awesome it's like so I mean it's not always awesome but you what you kind of have a hunger to like push yourself to the limit and then afterwards be like okay I did that I'm I'm doing pretty well at life like yeah you know what I mean yeah you feel pretty good afterwards I had um, a realization over Christmas so I was sat with my sister and she's she doesn't listen to this podcast so I'm just going to tell you what I was thinking when I was there I was like oh like my sister has the same family and same background as me and this is not like bigging myself up it was literally Mm. just like a moment where I was like oh yeah um I was like yeah she has the same background she had the same like schooling like no dance experience no gymnastics that's the same as me um and um like look what I'm doing like yeah like like that's five years ago that I started Poland or five and a half or whatever um but like look how different we are like it was just like a moment where I was like I should be really proud of myself because um like I'm I'm competing like at and I've had no like experience really like I don't know it was just a moment where I was like oh I should give myself some credit because I'm really really hard on myself and I'm constantly like looking at people who have been doing pole for like 10 years and like oh why can't I do this trick la 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 and I think um that part of um competing can be a bit hard like when you're when you're kind of comparing yourself to other people so that kind of gave me a bit of um like a a bit of like a nice um encouragement because I was like oh like I've come quite far so sometimes when you look back you you can kind of give yourself a bit more credit would you agree with that do you ever do that yeah I think there's a lot of like stuff out there that like it's kind of like the Instagram thing I was saying earlier like obviously the industry's changed because we can see so many people doing so many things and how like awesome they are maybe it makes you forget how good you actually are yourself or like it makes you kind of take it out of context like the stuff you can do is insane Mm. I bet a lot of your friends cannot like they couldn't even dream they probably see stuff that you do and they're like like wow yeah (laughs) it's pretty cool but you don't see that because like you you kind of fed all this other stuff that's like that's the standard that 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 we kind of expect I kind of think it like um, a lot of the time when I'm trying to think of uh, like lesson plans and stuff for my students, because I look online and I'll look like hashtag intermediate poll to see if there's any like uh, nice little shapes or tricks or things like a bit of inspiration. And there'll be just like elite level stuff under that hashtag. And it's like, are you joking me? Like, because if you didn't know, you would be looking at that and be thinking, oh my God, I'm rubbish at pole because I can't do this thing that's apparently intermediate. Mm. And it's just not. Well, if you do the same with beginner pole, because um, I used to do begin- teach beginner classes and it was the same thing. Like, yeah. Sometimes you do find like, oh, uh, like a, a front hook spin or like a walk around the pole, like basic stuff. But yeah, um, yeah there's a lot of like genie, devil point shuffle. I'm like, hmm what like like inverting stuff no that's not yeah, really beginner yeah <laughs> but anyways um I think sometimes people just hashtag whatever just to get the views I'm not sure it's very, yeah very exactly strange. they know that a lot of people will search for that so they know that it will get seen and engage people engage with the content 
but that makes me want to be like no I'm not gonna like that because you're lying (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) even if it's amazing I'm like oh I guess I like it but I'm not happy about it (laughs) (laughs) um I wanted to talk about the negative self-talk so I listened to an interview with you um on a different podcast and Mm -hmm. I remember you saying that I'm I don't know if I'm misquoting you but you said something like that you can be like a real dick to yourself yeah (laughs) you're not misquoting (laughs) I think I said I am a dick (laughs) when I compete (laughs) which is true (laughs) can you um elaborate a little bit on, on what you mean by that um yeah I think I just kind of get in my head a lot and be my own worst enemy um I remember like sometimes it'll be stuff that's really specific like about the routine and I'll just be like oh that looks rubbish or you know this is never going to look good um I'm you know I'm not very flexible so I'll be like oh this is a bit embarrassing (laughs) like you know (laughs) really you're putting that forward as elite level Um, but but hang on hang on because you said you're not very flexible but you're doing a a spatchcock all the time that's like yeah I've got good hamstrings I guess yeah no no that's awful actually you know when I say that that makes it sound like it's something that's easy um which it's not so yeah I'm I don't have a very flexible back or shoulders or Mm -hmm. good mobility Mm -hmm. but I I can get into some bendy tricks there you go I'll say that there we go that's (laughs) what um, that's what my life coach does all the time she's like hang on like what yeah you just said this you just said this I know that's like what your brain is is running um, but it's the narrative you tell yourself and it can go like if you don't have people keeping you in check it can go off into like a beyond that like I remember um it was last year I did iPad I did it I'd done it before in the same category and I was invited back to do it again so I was like I'm not going to turn down that that's a fantastic opportunity so I did it again and I remember when I was training for it being like oh my god people are going to be like why is she here again she's always at competitions like we're sick of seeing her perform like we're, we're sick of that like come on here I don't know I just had this like story that I just made up like <laughs> probably no one even cared no one probably even knew I was doing it but like yeah <laughs> but you just start to think these things like uh, why she think why does she think she's a in a champion category you know and the same with like elite last year I remember like I was invited to do it like mm-hmm. take the opportunity in my head I didn't think that I was an idol which is what they call the category Mm -hmm. but you know you can't just say you can't tell yourself you're not that because then you're gonna shrink yourself and be like oh you know like almost apologetically performing like (laughs) look at me (laughs) like why am I here but okay I'm gonna go for it um so yeah you I think that was a negative thing just being like how like people are probably seeing this line of them being like why is she in it if that makes sense yeah but where where do you think that comes from because like that's not the reality like you said it's just a story and I I think I'm just I'm just prodding you because um like being an evil prodder because (laughs) (laughs) because I feel like that 
is something that can happen a lot to a lot of people. I don't think it's everyone, but I feel like there are people out there like me. Like when I did the South America thing, I was definitely like, I'm not good enough to be doing this as a world champion, like the same kind of story, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, but then, I, then there was a moment when I thought that I wasn't gonna go. And um, then um, luckily my my dad decided to pay for the whole trip, which was like, oh. like I didn't ask him to do that. He just offered, cause he said it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Um, so then I was like, oh, I'm going and oh, yeah. I'm not paying for it. So then I was like really grateful. And I was like, no, I've, I've got to just be like in a grateful headspace. Like, like I'm very grateful to be doing this cause I wasn't going to do this. Um, yeah. So, but like I was definitely before falling into the, I'm not good enough. Like the South American pole dancers are insane. I'm going to be up against like the incredible Hulk and I'm going to be there like, <laughs> skinny like i can't do anything oh. you know what i mean like in my head i was i was freaking out but i managed to kind of reframe it and be grateful and all of that but yeah i feel like it is a weird trap that we can all fall into like just telling ourselves these weird stories yeah it's like of imposter, imposter syndrome yeah i was gonna say imposter mm -hmm. syndrome it really is yeah i think that's it isn't it like you kind of get somewhere like you've done all the work to get there but then when you get there it's suddenly like I shouldn't be here and it's like why not though like why not you yeah. um it's really strange because no one else probably when when you said whoever you I don't know if you kind of announced to people you know I'm going to South America I'm going to compete I bet not one person was like what the fuck like I bet that everyone was like that's amazing like congratulations nobody would have been there like oh why are you doing that you know well, no one would have thought that yeah well I think the people that think that I don't have spend time with and I've kind of cut the bullies and those kind of people out now I feel like I, I'm really yeah. careful of who I share information with but there's definitely a part of me sometimes when I share things I'm like oh should I share this like I haven't really said that I'm doing Polar Italy this year because I'm like I don't really yeah. want people to know yet Do you know what I mean and obviously I'm talking yeah. about it now but <laughs> you know like you like I don't <laughs> really want to, like, yeah but there's it. a part yeah exactly there's a part of me that's like oh like do I want people to know really like I, yeah I don't know why but it's weird yeah but at the same time it's like kind of no one else's opinion matters whether it's good or bad I know that's awful like it's lovely if people think that something you do is is great but if you think it's great you know that's like, the most important think, thing yeah yeah and a lot of people um they get imposter syndrome about stuff like competitions or teaching workshops and stuff like that and there might be people out there that are like, oh, no, they shouldn't be teaching a workshop. Who do they think they are? Mm. But at the end of the day, the person's teaching the workshop. Getting paid. Got students coming. They're earning yeah. the money. Yeah. Who cares if they shouldn't? Like, who says they shouldn't be there? If, yeah. people, are, if, if people are coming, obviously they should be there because there's demand for it. Mm. There was um, uh, some quote, like, there's someone out there doing the thing that you want to do half as good and getting paid for it yeah right exactly yeah. if you want to do it just you know I think the thing that holds it. us back the most is kind of ourselves yeah you've got to get out of your own way a bit haven't we yeah definitely 
I definitely get in my own way. I spent a year getting in my own way. And then I was like, the routine that we're doing now, because we're working on it together, <laughs> is yeah. one that I wanted to do two years ago. But then I got in my own way and I started asking people for their opinions, uh, which is stupid, I think, to ask loads of people for their opinions. Because obviously some people are not going to like your creative idea. Um, but yeah. I was giving license to all these people like, oh, what do you think of this idea? And like some people didn't get it. And I was like, oh, OK, so maybe I shouldn't do it then. Yeah. <laughs> And I, th so I think stupid. you've got to go with your gut, haven't you, yeah. as well? I mean, sometimes it's not the right time and the place for it. And then you save an idea and you do it at the right time and the place. Yeah. But like, I mean, I remember one of my favorite routines I did was the um, I'm a slave for you. Britney, yes. The Britney Spears with the that. snake. Yeah. And I just remember, like, I just always thought she's awesome. Yeah. And I've always loved that performance and been like, that's so iconic. Yeah, And I thought, I want to do that. If I get into Miss Pole Dance, I want to do that. And I remember I said to my coach the first time, I said, this is my idea. And he was like, oh, are you sure about that? I don't know if that would be like, I, I don't know, it's not meant to be funny. And I was like, no, it's not funny. It's iconic, <laughs> you know, like you have to believe in your vision because then when it came together, obviously. Yeah, because like, you had in your head really what good. it was going to be yeah. like. Yeah, like, and not he didn't he didn't try and like say don't do that. He was just like didn't really understand it, it. Yeah. until it happened, and then it came together, and we were like, yeah, this is actually really cool. Yeah. But you know, you've got to kind of trust your idea yeah. because you can't always explain it until you've until you've done it, and then and then people realize like, oh, okay, yeah, that that makes sense. <laughs> it's sort of having the confidence to go with it a bit. I think when I first started competing, I definitely didn't have any confidence in my ideas. So I was always leaning to whatever someone told me to do. Whereas yeah. now, now I have much more fun with it. And I feel like if someone has like a suggestion, I'll be like, oh yeah, cool, let's try that. But I'm not gonna be like, um, like shitting on my own ideas like at this yeah point, I'm gonna be like oh I have to go with what she said because it's better because she has more experience I'm like oh yeah that's really cool let's try that um and like I'm a bit more like chilled I'm a bit more like yeah yeah less critical of myself too um yeah definitely and it's it's good to get other people's opinions and maybe that make that can make the idea better mm -hmm. yeah but it's also kind of not changing it just because someone else said it, if you don't agree, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's having the confidence to stick with your own initial idea and then let it grow. And, yeah. and also knowing what I've learned as well is that, like at the beginning, it might all look a bit rubbish. You mm. know, when you're first like learning stuff and putting stuff together, like it's really hard. I find it really hard to do things with like straight legs and pointed toes. Like when I'm first learning something, it might all just look like a big mess. But um, I've learned that, I will with the work and like the hours that I put in, I will perfect it. And it's not like a big yeah. deal. Like I have videos that I would never show to anyone. Um, but I'm just like, oh, okay, that's part of the process kind of thing. Like it's okay for it to look rubbish now. I've still got time. I can make it better. Whereas before yeah, I'd be exactly. like, oh, look at my legs, like micro bends and I'm so shit. I'm not strong enough to do this. Blah, blah. I would go in like a whole, like, I don't know, like tornado of just horrible thoughts. Um, yeah. So that was um, a long um, way of talking about how you addict to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but has that changed, I guess, is what I mean. Has it, have you noticed that you're, like, we all have ups and downs, obviously. But yeah. you notice that you're a bit less critical or a bit bit more compassionate to yourself or 
definitely now yeah I think I had like a point so I did what competitions I had a year when I just was what did I do um yeah so we did so I remember okay I'm going back now I think <laughs> you can cut that bit at least <laughs> it's all right I'll leave it it's normal um, it's human conversation um okay. yeah so I did I remember I'd done a whole bunch of competitions and then we went into lockdown and then when we came out of lockdown it was um pole art in 2021 and I remember being extremely nervous I was so nervous and I was actually nervous because I was more prepared than I'd ever been for a comp and I'd trained it and it was almost like robotic because it was like because I'd trained it that much it was like it obviously wasn't perfect nothing ever is perfect but it was like it, it was at a point where I could have a conversation while doing a run through like I'd train the shit out of it yeah and then I was so so nervous because I'd put so much work in that I didn't want to waste that like on the day and I remember being so nervous before um and then on, on the day actually I, I kind of went in I did some like kind of my <laughs> I worked a little bit on my mindset was listening to like uh, meditation stuff like that in advance and like, I'd never really done anything like that before but I was kind of like needing to have the right messages going through my mind and I remember backstage being like almost like toxically positive to everyone like remember you know you're only robbing yourself if (laughs) if you don't cherish this moment and I remember going on stage did I cherish that moment no I was so nervous of putting a step wrong that I didn't enjoy it and all of that work no it didn't go to waste because it it went well but I didn't enjoy it so then I had a few more competitions like that like I I then did pole theatre the following year and it didn't go well that time and I just remember like being on stage and the lights going on and just feeling like um like a rabbit in the headlight is that the word yeah like I was just suddenly like ah like I couldn't like I couldn't even like compute from my brain even though I'd run this routine so many times like the floor work was just shocking because my body like it just didn't I don't know what happened and I beat myself up over it so much and also I was injured and didn't want to amend my routine to take out the tricks that were (laughs) aggravating the injury so I had a bit of a cock up and it was just it was a pile of shit but (laughs) it actually wasn't in hindsight it wasn't um it was a routine that had a few errors in it and the bits that were good were really good um but at the time it was a pile of shit and yeah (laughs) so (laughs) then I was like the next competition I do is going to be awesome so I just kept entering and hoping that it would get better but not changing anything um so I remember I did like a guest performance and I remember being absolutely terrified and my anxiety just built up I got really bad anxiety and actually like ended up getting some help for that um and I learned kind of techniques that would help me um and those techniques were kind of um like asking kind of interrogate because there's different things you can do it's like CBT um there's kind of visualizing things I didn't find that to be super helpful for me. But the thing that I found to be super helpful is kind of interrogating the thoughts. Yes, so, that's what I like, yeah. Yeah, like if I'm scared, why am I scared? 
well, I'm scared it might go wrong. Well, then, okay, so what are you going to do about it? You know, make sure you're adequately prepared. But if you're scared, that's going to stop you from doing the best job. And that's going to stop you from enjoying it. And it's just like, I don't know. I'm going, I don't really know what I'm getting at here. No, I get I was, it. You, you were starting to try and work on your mindset and interrogating yeah. your thoughts is a really good way of doing it because a lot of things, like the thing that you were saying about the pile of shit performance, rather than yeah. saying like it had some errors in it, which is really hard also for me when I um, look at a performance or I watch performance back and I see something I like to give a very concrete example in the south america competition i inverted really badly towards the end um so like when i'm watching the performance back i'm like the whole performance is yeah. awful because of that one three second part and i i cannot um i haven't posted the whole routine and i know i should because it's you like some, yeah but i just feel like um and this is really like probably something i should talk to um i don't know uh, it's quite like weird thing to say but like inverting is like in my head the story that i'm saying is the inverting is like a basic skill you know like that we learn and like um you know i should as a pole dancer of five and a half years be able to invert like like in my head i'm like annoyed with myself like frustrated um and it's hard to let that go like it, yeah it's hard to just be like well you were inverting three minutes in or like two, two minute, 40 seconds in, that's different to just doing an invert from the floor. It was an aerial invert and you were doing a lot of stuff. Like you were holding a balloon in your toes, for example. So yeah. like, <laughs> like that's a whole different yeah. thing, right? Like, like then I'm like, yeah, you're on stage, weird... it's spinning, you, yeah. adrenaline's going, maybe we're getting towards the end of the routine, things yeah. are more tiring. Like, yeah. There's exactly. so many factors. It's not just like a basic skill. Like sometimes when you're under pressure, you can't even talk. And that's a basic skill. Like children do it, but yeah. in the wrong scenario. Yeah. And also it's just like, you can't put the whole routine down the toilet, all the work that I did and everything. I can't just be like, oh, I'm just binning it because I don't like this one bit. Um, I think it's partly my ego going like, being upset about that one part. Whereas most people yeah, maybe would watch the whole thing and wouldn't natural. even notice, you know? Yeah, that's natural though. Like, I mean, I get it with walking. <laughs> it sounds so silly, but often the bits that in my routine where I'm like, what was that is where I just go to step and I step slightly wrong <laughs> and I look like I'm stumbling. I have so many routines where I do that. And it's all I see, like when I watch that routine, but it's annoying because it's kind of like, I put all that work in and I did that flip and that, deadlift and that split but I couldn't walk <laughs> it's annoying it's like why did I blow it on the walk why and maybe that's the same I don't know if it is yeah yeah it's the, the same thing it's getting at the it's same like, thing it's our yeah. minds blowing things a bit out of proportion my mum really annoys me because she always says oh you need to have more perspective and I'm like fuck off not if you're a perfectionist it's yes. not it's easier said than done yeah yeah but like I totally understand I, I totally agree and if it was me I, I know I'm like that but from an outside perspective I don't think that anybody is looking at your routine and being like what was that invert oh my god like I don't think people probably even notice and if they do those are the people that want to be negative and yeah. they're not your friends yeah exactly yeah I know um well it's important to try and have like a friendly voice inside your brain I'm trying to be like a 
a nice mummy to myself, like a yeah, a, a kind parent. Because my parents, I'm not sure. Um, you know, not everyone is born with perfect parents because they're human. Yeah. Um, and it's easy to take on their critical voice. Um, yeah. And be really horrible to yourself because maybe they're very critical. For example. Um, so I've had to like relearn how to parent myself and be really kind to myself. Still working yeah. on it, as you as you can see, <laughs> but with the yeah. with the with the thing of like um, questioning your own thoughts. So that's a really really good technique. Um, it's so a hard balance, isn't it? As well, like I guess if your parents didn't have such high standards for you, or you didn't have such high standards for yourself, maybe you wouldn't have achieved the things yeah but it's yeah, finding yeah. the balance between the critical the, the criticism and the high standards but also the unrealistic standards and kind of not giving yourself the love that you need kind of yeah thing it's finding that balance it's tricky um so has that helped you to question your own thoughts like when you're when you did the competitions after that yeah yeah like what it's come down to for me is like I get to the point where I'm like um okay so why are you doing it then because if the thoughts are like oh this is really scary it's like well why don't you just not do it like you could you could just not do it mm. um and then it's like but I want to because I enjoy it so then it's like so why aren't you letting yourself enjoy it so I have to have like a bit of a moment before I go on stage now where I'm like look you've done the work whatever happens enjoy it because even if it goes perfect if you didn't enjoy it yeah, what's the point what's the point because that's the reason you wanted to compete because you enjoyed performing so if you didn't enjoy it who cares if you if you won who cares if everything went exactly obviously we all want it to go exactly as is yeah. the best run through ever mm. but are you gonna I don't actually know I'd be really happy if that happened but yeah oh okay that's a good example so polar it did all of my tricks went exactly I did get a little bit stuck in my elbow at one point and the pole really slowed down but that was the very ending but on the whole everything was like went really well Hmm. um but I didn't kind of come off stage like oh my god I had the best time of my life whereas then the competition I think that was kind of my breakthrough of um the point where I was getting really in my head and hating it was when I did UK PPC in 2022 Mm -hmm. and I just I don't know because I was absolutely terrified that was the point where I'd kind of gone and got like external help and was really not in a good headspace and on the day I just was like fucking it like I don't know what happened (laughs) I'd had words with myself I'd been like I just want to be on stage and feel the sparkle again because I felt like I'd kind of lost that kind of the joy sure. of it and yeah. it looked I looked like a robot a robot on stage just it wasn't it's not enjoyable to watch someone that looks like they're shitting themselves mm. um so yeah I didn't know what happened I was like just just do it just be the character and I there was a few moments at the beginning where I was a bit stumbly um but oh my god I had so much fun like it was so fun and it was not it was not by any means the cleanest performance or my best run through there were things that I forgot in the moment like I don't know why because there were things that every time I did a run through I didn't forget to do that yeah but then there are other things that happened like facial expressions where I was like 
where did that come from and I just look back on that so fondly it was so fun um and I think it was because I just broke through that kind of um thing that the barrier that makes you feel self-conscious and scared I think as soon as you're just like just fucking it I guess that's not a good way of that's no. not really a good mantra. No, but at it, the same no. time, give yourself you permission. Yeah, it's almost like, what's the worst kind of thing that's going to happen, sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think that's it as well. Put it in perspective. Like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Aside from something really bad, like really falling and hurting yourself, yeah. which is so rare to have a serious injury mm. from from a from a competition it can happen that would be the worst case scenario yeah yeah but, but even that like um like hoping that it doesn't happen to anyone I'm just knocking my piano the wood woodpin piano yeah like, knock on wood <laughs> <laughs> I, like it's a horrible thing to happen I've seen it happen to people but at the same time like you can still recover from that like it's really yeah. embarrassing and it would like I, I'm sure like you would feel a lot of a lot of things but um at the same time like you yeah hopefully we will just recover and it'll yeah be okay. exactly uh, like a really good piece of advice actually it was Stacey that said this to me you know Stacey Snedden that she runs she everyone knows Stacey yeah <laughs> um, but I'm, I like I work with her she runs the studio uh that, that I work for and I've done a lot of her competitions um and I remember having a chat with her um it was actually the day that she was competing and she'd been on stage and she'd come up and I was fanning like I was in my head. It was before UKPPC when I was having my having my moment and she was like, just do it. Like, what's the what's the worst? Because I was doing that whole thing around that. Like, I might not even do it. Of course I was going to do it. I was never <laughs> not going to do it. She was like, well, whatever happens, you know, in the big in the grand scheme of things, you're not going to lose your friends or your husband or your job like just because it goes wrong yes it's not when you put it in perspective it's four minutes on stage that's what that's one thing that um that Pam McGee said to me once she said yeah at the end of the day it's like three and a half minutes or it's four minutes and then that's it like yeah it's over so quickly like um and that's really helped me because then I'm like oh yeah like I'm gonna like for the whole um competition day I'm nervous but I'm like okay well it's only this four minutes that I have to do I break it down yeah. into little chunks so I'm like okay I have to do the poll test get the poll test done okay what do I have to do next okay I have to do my makeup okay it's like when um when someone doesn't want to get married or whatever you just like slowly take them to the church and then you know like <laughs> you know what I mean you do it, break it down into steps like, okay, now you're putting step? oh shit <laughs> now you're putting your wedding dress on okay we're gonna do your makeup yeah. now now we're gonna go to the church like that that's what I do to yeah. myself yeah um, yeah just have it in bites it's like anything isn't it that's a good way of dealing with anxiety like today I'm gonna get out of bed and I'm gonna have a shower like yeah that's all I'm gonna do I'm gonna yeah. have a list maybe I'll tick off something on my list you know bite-sized chunks that's, that's obviously an extreme example but you know it's no it's it's, it's a good way of doing it because nothing example. on its own is scary it feels like a big mountain but you just climb each little bit and then you're at the peak and you're like is that what the top of a mountain's called I've a never peak. made it yeah there. it's a peak <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah. at the peak <laughs> that's it um so that's a really really I'm really glad I asked you about mindset because um you've had a whole journey with it so 
Are you going to compete? You talked about not wanting to compete again. I mean, that was in the last podcast. I'm not sure if, yeah. if that's true for you now, but um, what are your thoughts on competing in the future? I don't know, you know, because my last competition was meant to be in 2020. That was the first time I was like, this was my last time I'm doing it. It's so time consuming. Like, yeah. And, you, you know, it really interferes. Like it was getting to a point where um, I didn't really see my family very much. Didn't spend a lot of time with my, well, at the time he was my fiance, now husband. And I was like, I can't do this but it, I had a lot of other things going on like with work I was very um oh, I was over committing trying to do all my exams and stuff and competing yeah so that was everything going on um and then obviously I, I got through my 2020 competitions and then we went into lockdown and then that kind of reset me a bit because everyone had a bit of a reset I think in lockdown yeah, and was like definitely. no if you love it do it just do it sensibly and that's why when I did pole art that time, I was preparing for kind of, I think it was two two months, maybe three um, in advance to be just so that it would fit into my lifestyle. So now I've been doing that and it is a bit more manageable mm. if I just make sure I have a plan so that it does fit in. Um, but then I kind of got to the point where I'd done everything that I really wanted to do it wasn't really serving me I was kind of doing it because I enjoyed those minutes on stage but the more that I did I was kind of like it doesn't feel like it's worth the sacrifices at this point mm-hmm. um, because other things are more important to me um, at this point um, but then <laughs> I did really love it Elite was so good so good and I did pole art last summer as well and I loved that like they were two really amazing competitions and I had a really good time um but I just drew a line under it and was like that's awesome to go out with a bang um because the last few times were a bit of a struggle when I've been competing so it was good to kind of truly enjoy the experience um and put everything like I kind of just put in my favorite things and was like Mm. it's my final one just go Mm. for it and, but then I've been asked to do it again this year, um, elite pole champs. So I'm not, that's where I'm at now. I'm like, I don't know, because I loved it. And I know I'd love it if I did it again. But am I ready to commit that kind of time? So I'm going to have a think and decide. So it's definitely not a never say never kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, But can... it's, will it be now? Don't know. Yeah, it's completely your decision. Yeah, I think I need to have a think. I, I, it depends where I'm at when I think about it because I was definitely like, yeah, that sounds fun when I was asked because I was excited to be asked. And then I got really busy and was like, no, I can't do it. And then I went on holiday and was like, oh, that sounds fun. I don't know, if you're really relaxed, it seems like a good idea. But then when everything else is happening, like I'm teaching so much at the moment and putting a lot of like energy into that. And that's like something that I'm enjoying putting energy into it's not like a burden or anything yeah um, but then to take on something else it's like would that be the extra kind of straw too that much. the camel's yeah. back yeah it's yeah so I don't know I don't... but I have I'm gonna perform it again so yeah yeah <laughs> maybe that's the stepping stone maybe to perform again and then then see how I feel <laughs> yeah it's it's completely up to you I like obviously I would like to see you compete again but 
that's not really my decision and it's kind of should be just up to what you think maybe it's whether yeah. you have an idea of what you were gonna do you know I, I mean sometimes that, that can carry it you know if you have an idea suddenly you're like okay like then, yeah. and then yeah but yeah I think uh, that's it like if you feel really passionate about it then it it's kind of easy like the one time I had an idea that I was like yeah this is awesome it was really easy to put the routine together and to train it because I was genuinely enjoying it you were into it yeah. yeah yeah so maybe that's that I think that's key I think that you've hit the hit the nail on the head <laughs> well that's kind of where I'm at now with with the routine that I'm doing now with you because um I feel like really excited by it the whole time yeah um, I think that's it isn't it if you're excited you've mm -hmm. got to do it like yeah you want to yeah. do that story justice you want to yeah. make the piece that you you kind of dreamt of making yeah 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 I think when it becomes hard is when you're like struggling with ideas and you're like you have the deadline yeah. and you're like like not trying fully... to find a song yeah god some some performances I'm like I don't even know what the theme was like, <laughs> I, I literally like actually that pole art one everyone's like oh yeah the under the sea one I'm like yeah I guess I was under the sea then <laughs> <laughs> like I can't even remember like I know it was watery but that's okay like it's... I think I, my bio said something about a river <laughs> or a, I think I imagined like a waterfall I don't, I don't even know but it wasn't okay. giving waterfall when I performed it <laughs> I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was meant to be <laughs> doesn't oh. matter because people will look at it and see different things you know yeah, that was that was the intention. That's what I'll go with. <laughs> it's a gift to the audience to yeah to, to, to decide what it was. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, so I wanted to ask you some tips on choreographing. I can't say that word. Choreographing a routine and also comp training in general. We've talked a little bit, like quite a lot, about mindset, which is really what this podcast is about. But I wanted to just see if you have any more things that you would say like you talked about having enough time which is good and um like starting um choreographing like a couple of months before which I would agree with like two three months um and actually having the time to commit to it because obviously life is difficult <laughs> and like yeah. if you have like a lot going on then adding comp competition can feel like uh like impossible almost um like yeah. just like the timing of when you compete for example um but is there anything else that you would want to say that we haven't like talked about um I think it's different for every person so I think you've got to make a plan for yourself that fits in with your strengths and stuff so I think if you want to create a piece of a certain theme that's going to guide you in putting it together um so it's kind of if you're doing like a character maybe that's about um when you're making your routine have that at the heart of it be like I'm going to do this but the reason I'm doing that is because the character is doing this so make yeah, it yeah, make yeah. sense with the theme but if you want to do something showing off all your favorite tricks I guess that's the place to start so that's a lot of the time where I start I'm more of like a tricks kind of person um so I'll be like oh I've been I, I remember doing this really cool combo the other month or the other week or this cool trick I want to make sure that's in my routine so maybe I would start from there and kind of piece it around that yeah um so I'd be kind of then getting the music and then putting the 
tricks into where they would fit the music and then building the the choreo and the flow around that but I guess if it was for example pole theatre and you wanted to tell a story it would come from the beginning middle and end of the story so I guess kind of depends what you're doing yeah yeah but in terms of like tricks for training it's all kind of personal the amount of time Mm. um because I don't like to go into run-throughs too early to the point where you get bored and it loses the fire like behind it you can also get um, injured as well, right? By doing yeah, repetitive strain. Been, yeah, yeah. I think that's why I kind of shot myself in the foot because I got injured last summer when I was competing because I, I'd already got onto run-throughs like um, I think it was about six weeks before the comp, mm. which for some people that's good and that's mm. a good time. Yeah. But for me, it didn't really work out for me. <laughs> I think I was doing too much. Yeah. Um, it's hard so, yeah, to get that balance vary. though isn't it because you want to yeah. you want to perfect it or see progress um sometimes what I do is I do uh what I call slow motion sessions where I yeah I like that <laughs> where I do everything really slow and like I'll I'll then work on like the lines and the feet and like maybe facial expression and then because if I do it really slow my brain can really think about everything um yeah and that helps and then also I do it in in chunks so I like will do like just like one transition if I'm finding that a bit hard and then slowly slowly put the puzzle pieces together and then you have like a long routine that you can run but yeah that's a good way of doing it and then polishing the bits because I think sometimes we get a bit like oh I'm on to run-throughs now Mm. so I'm gonna go in the studio and I'm gonna whack out a bunch of run-throughs and then that's my training but actually it'd be more beneficial to maybe do one two run-throughs but then take the chunks or not do any run-throughs just do the chunks and then do the run-throughs another day obviously you've got to keep doing them if cardio is the challenge but you know if you're getting through and it's not an issue maybe piece it get it into those pieces yeah um but I guess the other piece of advice is not so much for the training um but it's just kind of like control the controllable so an issue that I've had in competitions in the past is things like the pole spinning too fast the competition poles they spin fast so if you can try and get to a studio where you know the poles spin fast so you can train it and you can work out the amount of obviously on the day you've still got to do the stage test to to kind of do that um but But it's different isn't it because when you do the stage test you're not really you're running your routine yeah no no so like exactly. you're gonna you're gonna hit it with different different powers well if someone's watching you or if you have a audience you're gonna do it differently too so yeah it's yeah yeah exactly and it's easy things to do as well like just make sure your hair is in the hairstyle that you're gonna have when you do your run-throughs do plenty in costume if you're gonna use a certain grip on the day make sure that's the grip that you're using in your training yeah um because some competitions they don't allow you grip to put grip on the pole yeah so if you're doing your run-throughs with grip on the pole yeah it's going to make the run-throughs easier sorry <laughs> but um but it's not gonna help you in the long run yeah yeah I I agree um so uh is that your dog no it well my husband <laughs> <laughs> okay because I had a parcel delivered ah <laughs> uh, okay um so I want to wrap this up a little bit um 
what I'm just going to ask the questions that um, I have it towards the end. So I wanted to ask you, um, what would you say to yourself? Let's say you could go in a time machine and go back to when you were struggling with competing. Let's say that like you could go in a time machine and go and talk to you while you were having that really um, anxiety filled time with competing. What would you say to yourself then? And what would you sort of say to help you? Um, I think remember why you're doing it because if it's not like if the reason you're doing it is because you want to win then yeah by all means get yourself into kind of that obsession over it but if it's to enjoy it don't don't be obsessed or if you want to show like if your reason for doing it is like oh I want to show these awesome tricks that I learned like you know remember that and you'd focus your energy there but yeah for me it was kind of like I'm getting so stressed out because it has to be perfect but I I never entered the competition because I wanted to be perfect so why am I then getting stressed about that so yeah I guess remember your why if if your why is because you want to enjoy performing then don't let your how kind of rob you from like the from actually enjoying it Mm. No, it's really important. It's it's a really important thing. And yeah, I think we can get a bit like confused about why we're doing things sometimes. We like we start off with like maybe a really clear idea and then as time goes on, yeah. <laughs> it's easy to kind of forget like why you're doing something like that. Yeah. And maybe it will change like as you go along and that's okay. Um, but I guess at the end of it all, if you are really stressing about it, it's it's kind of like helpful I don't know I'm I find it quite helpful to be logical and just be like well why are you stressed mm. oh I might go wrong well don't stress them because you're more likely to go wrong if you're stressed yeah them. Do you no know what I mean? no it makes like, sense it's a little bit of like it seems stupid when you say it out loud but no no like, it doesn't a lot of it is stupid isn't it a lot of yeah, the things a lot that of we your think thoughts, one sport's not yours but everyone's yeah. thoughts can be just a bit like ridiculous um, yeah so I say it to my friends as well a lot. I'll be like, oh, this is going on. And they're like, yeah, but you're not shit. So yeah, I say, it's yeah, very yeah. easily. Let's just, let's just nip that in the bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you mentioned the word obsessed because that's kind of um, like a, a lot of artists maybe would be yeah. very uh, obsessed. I can't think of another word. Um, but do you have like an off switch? So let's say you're working on a routine now. Do you be like, okay, I'm done with training today. I'm now going to not think about it. Or do you find that you're still, because I used to, when I first started competing, I used to go to bed at night and not be able to sleep because my brain was like. Yeah, I over. think that's why, yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, it's fine. No, but um, you got what I was kind of saying, right? That um, yeah. it's easy to just kind of always be thinking about your competition routine and not being like, yeah. okay, I- like now I need a break. I'm not thinking about it now. I'm going to. I sometimes yeah. do this thing where I go like, I notice that my brain is going, oh, what about this? What about this? Or you could do this or you could do this. And then I write it down or, or like I actually go like, stop now. Yeah. <laughs> literally in my head go, stop. <laughs> and then all the thoughts be like, they run away. <laughs> yeah, leave no, me that's alone. good. Yeah. I need a bit of that because I, I think that's another reason why I kind of found 
I didn't have the time to compete not just not the time to go into the studio because I'm you know like get a plan and I make it happen but it's the time to obsess because literally like you could be like trying to do some work and then your brain's like oh that run through wait let me just look at that run through oh no that was okay that wasn't and it's like why are you thinking about your your piece enjoy your life <laughs> like it's only one aspect of your life um that's but it, it can take over so then that's a couple of months where your brain is constantly it's just there like you might not even know that it's there but it's there and it's affecting the way that you think and the way you can concentrate and like yeah I'm the same as you like I'd be trying to sleep at night and to get to sleep I'm picturing my routine and like running it in my head no which, I hate it so much yeah it's like it's obsessive to be fair actually that kind of works for me a little it bit does. when I'm running yeah. it in my head because then I remember it better but yeah um it's it's not necessary well one thing that can help with that is to actually visualize it at set times so yeah um, what I've done before instead of doing it when I'm trying to sleep which is really counterproductive if you need rest and your body needs to recover and so on if you're not sleeping it's really really bad so um what I used to do is be like right when my routine's all done I go like okay I'm gonna sit down now and I'm gonna visualize it and I yeah. do it like at a time that went, where I'm like completely focused and I'm like when it comes into my head later when I'm trying to sleep I go okay I've already visualized it so like we don't need yeah. to do this right now <laughs> that's a good idea yeah. and then you're actually like putting your mind into it when you're visualizing it it's not just like a passive like thing it's kind yeah, of yeah yeah you're putting the time and the, the like proper concentration into it yeah and athletes um it's a really useful tool for some some athletes really like it but it's meant to be scientifically proven to get your brain to actually remember like the movements and like the cues and the music or whatever and I know that a lot of people do that before comps too they put their music on and they sit there and they think about their routine or they like kind of walk it through but I think that's a really really powerful tool but yeah it, it can be really hard with competing when it starts slipping into the time where you're supposed to be kind of switched off yeah and it can just put you in a bad mood as well because it's like it's always in the back of the mind like oh yeah in like a couple of weeks I've got to do this thing that I'm really scared about yeah. like and it Spread. just I don't know yeah it makes me a bit like snappy and yeah, that, that's there. where I become a dick <laughs> like, yeah. yeah you know and then afterwards you're like I have to be like oh I'm sorry that I was such an asshole yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah it's not I don't know it's all part of the journey and people understand if you've got the right people around you like if you generally we mix with kind of like-minded people don't we so you know if if you're a little bit away with the fairies they're going to be like it's okay she's competing like next week (laughs) we'll we'll catch up like some some friends I've literally been like listen I'm really busy that month I'm not really gonna have time let's catch up the next month and they're like yeah that's that's cool yeah, that's, I mean, but like, yeah that's just adult friendships isn't it generally like let me look at my calendar like when <laughs> see you in 2025 <laughs> literally oh my god yeah oh, and that's without competing <laughs> yeah yeah even that yeah um how do you manage to teach and also compete because you've done that before I can't imagine like I started by teaching and then also competing and then I just decided that I wanted to really focus on competing but I don't know yeah. how I don't know how people manage to juggle that. It's so hard. Your body gets so tired from from teaching, right? And then you have yeah. to Yeah. 
I guess like I'm kind of used to it because I've often trained like after teaching anyway Mm. um just because I'm the studios that I teach at they're quite a distance away Mm. um so I don't often just go to the studio just to train it's usually I'm there teaching and then I'm going to stay and train after so I guess over time I've kind of got used to that and then my body's kind of warm and I can have a little stretch and then kind of go straight into it um but yeah a lot of it's kind of the mental side of it and it's like you've just got to promise yourself you're going to do it Mm. like I'm going to train after I've been teaching even if you're tired or not really in the mood yeah yeah and obviously in a sensible way like if your body is really aching it's it's going to be kind of a let's run the the floor work and maybe not do the the full routine with tricks maybe let's just mark it out kind of thing yeah but yeah I guess it's it's difficult but it's a temporary sacrifice as well so it's like you know maybe I'm gonna have some late nights coming up because I'm gonna be training um this routine a lot but at the end of it all you know it's it's gonna end there's an end this is the day that it ends and then we can chill push through yeah yeah is there anything you want to talk about that we haven't discussed we've talked about so many things but is there anything you want to mention before we finish up um not really I can't think of anything I feel like we covered a lot of things this is going to be a long podcast so it's okay (laughs) sorry sorry for you having to no it's good (laughs) it's good I usually um give it like a few days and then I'll like go on a walk and I'll listen to it and then I'll just see if there's any bits that are just because usually at the beginning of podcasts um it's nice to have some just like getting comfortable and talking to each other but then um some of it like um I can just cut out if you're okay with that (laughs) I don't want to yeah yeah. I'm not going to cut out like the 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 section that's really um I feel like the mindset type of stuff is really really useful it's like the the golden bit in the podcast so I'm going to keep all that but anything like where we're just sort of getting used to like talking yeah takes a while to yeah Yeah. it takes a while to get comfortable to uh, like I did uh, I had a mistake I did made a mistake once with someone um and I I basically jumped right in and I was asking really vulnerable stuff and I was like when I listened back to it I was like oh that was really like insensitive of me to not just like get them comfortable like I just went straight in like <laughs> now oh. I just yeah no, they they, they yeah. were fine like I'm sure it wasn't really a big deal you're, but you're really easy to talk to so oh, that's good that's nice yeah yeah I hope you enjoyed listening to that episode I definitely listened back and had some laugh out loud moments and some people looking at me while I was walking down the street like what is going on with her but that was fun I loved it um if you enjoyed this episode please like share follow leave some comments if you'd like to train with Rachel there's some links to her Instagram and also where she teaches and some other stuff in the show notes Um, I really feel this podcast helps people especially other pole performers so do recommend it to people who are competing Um, that's sort of um, the idea behind it I guess all right thanks and see you next time